Hello, this is Mark Bassingthwaite, the Risk Manager with ALPS. Welcome to the latest episode of ALPS in Brief, the podcast that comes to you from the historic Florence building in beautiful downtown Missoula, Montana. And I'm really excited about uh, our guest today, uh, Lauren Baptiste from New York. And uh, Lauren is uh, very much involved in wellness. And as uh, many of you know in our listening audience, wellness is a very, very significant issue in uh, bars across the United States and uh, certainly a topic being led by the ABA. But before we get into our conversation on wellness, and share some information about yourself. Sure. Thank you for having me. So my name is Lauren Baptiste, and I am the creative founder and CEO of Akaloa Wellness. So this kind of came for me because I had been in public accounting for four years. So before we even talk about kind of what it is, it's really important that I share where I came from because being in a big four, working crazy hours is very relatable to a lot of the lawyers and the accountants and other professionals that I work with. Um, Being there for 10 years really empowered me to serve others in this way, knowing that we're hardworking, professional, amazing people. But sometimes the one thing that we let go of is our wellness. So that's where my boutique firm came to life. Very good. Very good. Um, So you're working in this corporate setting uh, and alongside attorneys. What what are some of your, your big takeaways from that experience? The takeaways are, it's really interesting. Over 10 years, you get to see a lot. So being there was such a wonderful experience of being able to understand really what makes us tick. And at the forefront of it is stress. We all are trying to do our jobs and have quality work and feel good and do it all, right? Have the families, have the friends, have the social life, have the job, have the health. But really the health is the one that goes on the back burner. And that's what I saw so frequently is that we would let go of that, which is our essence. If we don't have our health, we really don't have anything. So that's really where I felt like, okay, there's a problem to solve here. Yes. Yes. Oh, I I couldn't agree more. Uh, You're the creative founder of uh, a firm, Aklia, Ak, I, I, my apologies. There we go. Thank you. I, I'm just struggling with this one this morning. It's a very interesting word, Akaloa Wellness. Can you tell me, you know, what's the history? What does, what does this word mean? <laughs> Akaloese is a minor Greek goddess, and she <sighs> focused on stress and burnout and pain. So when I was finding a name for my company, I felt so called to that name because um, a lot of what I do, I work with men, but I really specifically have an expertise in women's hormonal health. So a lot of what I do um, nails into that area. So as I was finding what name really served, Akaloese was kind of the, the muse behind my business. And so Akaloa just sounds a little bit nicer than Akaloese, well niece. So yeah. that's where I changed it slightly. I love that. That is great. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, so you, you talk about um, you, you work with men and women, as I understand it here, but um, you're also saying you, you primarily focus on, on women. Why is that? 
What I've seen in my experience is that women internalize stress. Men can internalize it, but a lot more often they'll keep it on the surface and it's easier to kind of move through them. But if we take it like a pill, the stress, what happens is it starts to eat us from the inside out. And something that will happen is we don't even notice it, but there's subtle shifts in our mental state and then in our physical bodies that can be so subtle, so simple as much as like constipation or belching or something so simple, but it actually is the first step or the first stage of a longer term disease. So if over time we have continued gas in the body or dry skin or, you know, maybe pityriasis rosacea or something like that, it can become a greater, more, you know, impactful disease on our body, which nobody wants. (laughs) And that's why I'm here for preventative maintenance. Okay. Uh, in, in my experience, I've been a risk manager here with Alps for, for over 20 years now and have spent a lot of time visiting and working in terms of consulting with law firms and lawyers all over the country. And, you know, I, one of the things that I lecture about is, is what I would call the true cause of malpractice. And attorney impairment is really behind quite a bit of this. And, and I broadly define that term in terms of, um, you know, stress, burnout, uh, overwork, uh, in addition to obvious things like depression, uh, mental illness, uh, addictions of, of a variety of types. But, you know, I, I guess what I'm getting to with this is it, it it impacts an employee's or, or an attorney's, a staff person, whoever's impaired. It really does have an impact in, in the workplace setting. Uh, yeah, so I guess with that in mind, and I, I think this is, is where you're going, but, you know, why should law firms, in terms of the, uh, of the business, care about these issues? Am, am I on to something? Yes, you are on to something. And I love that you brought it there. So I think what happens is that we see things on our body so easily, like, oh, I have a mole or I have acne or, right? Like we all point to the things that we can like touch and feel, but mental health is not that, right? We don't really know that, you know, you can't just put your hand on depression or feel into anxiety, but what's happening is that it's there. And the more and more I speak with individuals in this arena, the more I hear of these like secrets of like, yeah, I had depression for years and I didn't tell anybody, or yeah, I've been on anxiety medication. That's just my thing, you know? And that's where I'm like, wow, there, there needs to be a conversation. And I'm so happy that the ABA came out with their well-being campaign, which we can talk about in a little bit, but it really focuses on mental health being so important that we get in front of this. And that's where I feel so passionate about kind of conquering stress to start to overcome the the issues of mental health that arise because of it. You know, and I've talked about in terms of my world in in working for a malpractice insurer, um, I see one of the costs of, of not addressing this, not being proactive as you know, exposure to malpractice claims. I mean, why do you think dates get missed as an example on calendars uh, and, and documents don't get filed, depression um, and is just one reason people can't always just muster the energy to, to do it, sadly. But I suspect there are other costs. Um, do you have some thoughts? Can you 
what is your experience in terms of failing to address these kinds of issues? I think there's a lot of ways you can look at it. I think the easiest way is to start with the self and say, okay, okay. what is this costing me? And it's, um, it's important that we also understand what it's costing us because if, if we can't get past ourselves, it's hard to help others. So if we start with ourselves, it can create kind of like a, a crack in the framework of yes. our foundation of everything. So if we're really not in a stable place with our mental health, it of course will have an impact on your relationships with your spouse, with your family, with your coworkers. It will have an impact on your work. It will take longer for things to get done. You'll likely be sick more, take more days out of the office. Mm -hmm. um, your vacations won't be as fulfilling or happy. And so there's even like a financial burden just because we're not sound in our mental health. So it's yes. not just anxiety and on its own it's like this your life will surround how your emo emotive state really is and that's just the individuals right we can go yes. into the corporate and how that has a bigger impact well but i really i like the the initial focus on the costs to the individual i, I think at times we don't take the time to even stop and think about that uh, true that, that's very important why is it important that we support females in, in, in this effort? It's really important that we're really taking care of everybody. So I hate to say that I'm like, I'm not just focused on females. Like men have stressors and midlife crises too. And there's amazing resources out there that support men. But in focusing women, I think it's important that we recognize a few things. One, that there still aren't as many female leaders in the environment yes, um, at yeah. partner level than men. And there's this gap in that middle to upper range where women will decide, well, it's my health or my career or a family or a career. Whereas that doesn't seem to be the same conversation for men. So it's been one thing to really get behind that, to help women to understand mm -hmm. you can have it all, maybe not at the same time, but you need to make sure that you can work and get towards those goals and do it safely for your health. Do you see this wellness movement as, as something of a trend? Uh, that, that may go away, or is there, is there more to it? I don't see it as a trend. I think it's, I hope it's the beginning of something much bigger. You know, I think when we thought of salads coming to McDonald's, you know, we're like, is yes. that a trend? Yes. Right. And now what's trending is like McDonald's <laughs> isn't as popular, you know, something like that. And it's important that we see, you know, wellness is coming in and it's not just, I mean, it does look good for companies to offer wellness, but really it's a risk management issue the quality of your people is better yes. when they're healthier and things will get done like you said on time and the quality is so much better so it's really important that we're thinking of it not just as you know it's nice to do yoga at the office but there isn't a subtle impact on the mental health by incorporating wellness into their everyday life mm -hmm. well so you, you brought up the uh, APA's wellness uh, or well-being campaign, why don't you uh, share a little bit more with our listeners about the, the campaign? Sure. So last year in the fall, so that was about October 2018, I believe, uh, there was a campaign that came out by the ABA, the American Bar Association, I think for all the lawyers, that I'm yes. sure you know. Right. So it came out and it, it really started to talk about the impact of mental health and substance abuse yeah. on firms. And what they're seeing is 
it's very quick for a team to say, hey, let's go out and get a drink. But that one drink night overnight overnight can become an addiction. It can become alcoholism. It can become something, uh, you know, something that mm-hmm. shouldn't have to be. So I love that the industry is taking a stance on let's think of more creative ways to celebrate our team. Yes. Let's think of ways to in, engage that conversation with the person who's been on anxiety medication for years and is hiding behind it. Let them be more authentic and upfront. And I think what this is doing is it's starting to breed compassion in the workplace and it's breeding a better working environment where you want to work at a place that really cares about your well-being mm-hmm. as a whole. So yes. it feels like a win-win to me. I, I agree with you. It's um, my own perspective on this is, I, and, and I I agree in terms of saying I don't see this as a trend that's going to fade away. Um, coming at it from the risk side, I really see a shift in terms of firms learning how to identify problems once they're there and and trying some deal with them very well and, and some don't. But it, it's a reactive model, and mm-hmm. you know we are now changing, shifting gears into being proactive creating awareness and trying to create environments up front. I, I mean, I see this shift as, as significant, and I, I hope that it has long-term legs. I, I really do. Can we take a moment? What, what does the term wellness really mean to you? It's a good question. To me, wellness is a balance of physical and emotional stability. Mm-hmm. I think by mixing like the emotional, the, uh, the mental and the physical, we can really feel at peace. And then once we feel that peace, we can really start to enter in the other areas of our lives with this mood of balance. Because I think if you think of, say, a palm tree in the middle of the Caribbean and it's it's steady, you know, the storms will come and go, but it's steady. And it knows yes. to kind of weave with the storm, bounce back and forth, but its foundation is so strong. Like that's wellness to me. Can you keep your foundation strong regardless of the storm and be prepared for the sunny weather too? Mm-hmm. But like really appreciate that balance of what's coming and how to handle it. I, I like that. Um, because in t- it, it, when, when I talk about, again, the malpractice kinds of issues, stress and, and burnout, I really do think that uh, lawyers struggle with this in terms of losing their foundation. Um, it, they start to shift at times from, you know, we, we work to have a life, but it starts to transition into this. They live to work. And that's where the foundation goes and gets out of balance. I, you know, that, that's just my own view of it. Um, so I'd be curious, you know, what are your thoughts in terms of uh, why do, do lawyers, uh, that's primarily our audience, uh, why do you think they suffer from stress and burnout and develop these dependencies and, and have uh, 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 things like depression arise? Yeah, I think to your point, you're definitely on the right path. It gets to a point where, yeah, we it starts to we start to lose it, right? If we can't be solid in ourselves through how we even eat, you know, just think of something so simple as eating. Back in the day, right, we would cook our meals, or we had someone cook them for us, or something like that. Yes. Now it's just like grab what you can eat and move oh, on, and think about the quality of your life and like 
you know, a fast food joint. And it, this isn't like a podcast hating on fast food. I feel like that's where it's turning into. No, no. But it's really about um, what we're putting into our bodies and really caring for our bodies. And that is what yeah. gives us the longevity. If we're just doing going from meal to meal, moment to moment, meeting to meeting, it starts to become really stressful. And that's where stress really has that impact on the body. One stressful event can last up to 22 hours in the body. So just imagine that times 20,000 emails that we get in a week, you know, imagine that by all the meetings and the deadlines, it's inevitable that our hormonal chemistry will start to go out of balance if Mm -hmm. we're not taking care of what's most important. Yes. Now we have talked a little bit about the, the ABA wellbeing campaign. And as part of that process, the ABA has asked law firms to take a pledge uh, to, to, change uh, and, and pledge to, to work toward wellness uh, and create uh, healthy work environments. Um, do you have any thoughts about that? Do you think just, do you think this is going to make a difference? Will it impact uh, law firms? Do you think it may impact other industries? I'm just curious as, as to your thoughts about the whole pledge part of the campaign. I think it's amazing. Honestly, I think it's it's a stepping stone, right? When when Google does something, we listen, right? When yes. these big firms are doing something, it tells the mid-tier firms step up. And even a sole proprietor, and I know there's a lot of your insured that are, you know, one or two or three small yes. lawyers working yeah. together. It's so important that you don't have to be at the top main firm, you know, the biggest and most, you know, lucrative one to still incorporate wellness. Wellness can be 15 minutes of a team, like group setting every week that just breathes for 15 minutes and they can call it a meditation class. It's not about having all the money, but I Mm -hmm. think it's, if we start with the initiative at the top, which is the industry, which I think is wonderful. If they're asking all of these firms to make the pledge, it's setting the standard that we hold our people not only accountable to qualifications, but quality of life. And I think that will really change the industry where people will say, "Eh, would I rather be an accountant or a lawyer? Maybe a lawyer, you know, and that's (laughs) where like you can balance it. It starts really, it starts now. And I think it's great. Well, as we start to to close out here, can you tell us a little bit, how do you work with organizations? What is it you do? Yeah, that's a, thank you for asking. Um, It's a great question. So I work with organizations in different ways. So my consulting background has really helped me understand how each company is very different and their needs are different. So it can be something like day-long workshops or Um, long-term group programming, and other ways to really engage the team. I think what's really important is that there's this framework of accountability where individuals can feel inspired and supported and organizations are helping their people be where they want to be. And without that um, kind of two-sided relationship of the employer and the employee, it struggles. But having a middleman like my firm can really come in there and bridge the gap and make everyone feel that they can kind of level up together. Yes. Uh, wonderful. And how, how could our listeners, if they wanted to learn more, um, how, how can they contact you? How can they learn more about what you do? Sure. They can look at uh, look me up online at Akaloa Wellness, A-C-H-E-L-O-A, wellness.com. Um, and then, yeah, they can reach out online. There's to my email or even Instagram or LinkedIn, um, Akalo Wellness. So you can reach out there and find me. I'm in the Insta world or the, the, the inter world, I should yes. say. Yes, yes. 
<laughs> well, for all of you listening, uh, I also do want to mention that Lauren will be uh, doing a live CLE webinar with us in May. I believe it's May 15th. Am I right on that, Lauren? I, th I think yeah, so. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yep. yes. So uh, for those of you listening, look forward. Uh, we will be sending some emails out and, and uh, letting everybody know when they can sign up. So that, that should be a lot of fun. Lauren, it uh, indeed has been a pleasure. I, I really appreciate your taking the, the time to share a little bit about uh, yourself and your company. Uh, this is tremendously valuable in terms of uh, wellness. Uh, you know, I, I just think the topic and the issue is so, so significant. And I really do appreciate your, your sitting down with us for a little bit here. Uh, for those of you in the listening audience, I hope you found something of value and interest out of today's podcast. Please don't hesitate to reach out anytime. Uh, if you have other topics of interest you'd like to hear discussed, or if there's anybody you'd like to hear from, we'll certainly do what we can. You may reach me at mbass at alpsnet.com. Again, thank you for listening, folks. Bye-bye. <laughs>